0: information.
2: Hello, hello. I'm Kelsey Nixon, and this is Kitchen Prescription, the podcast you listen to when you don't know what to make for dinner. I am so excited to be chatting with you today, give you some really simple ideas to throw on your meal plan this week. But I'm also excited to talk about something that's really important to me. And it's just the general idea of family dinner. And it may sound a little old-fashioned, yeah, uber traditional, but I think that no matter what culture you come from, what part of the country you come from, we can all agree that having dinner regularly as a family unit, as a household, has unbelievable benefits, whether you want to look at the scientific research or the social emotional research, there is so much that points to just a positive family culture when we commit to sitting down and breaking bread with the people that we love each day. So I'm excited to chat with you a little bit about that and why it's personally important to me. But first, let's get into these recipes. So our first recipe suggestion this week is chicken fajita bowls, and this is a Recipe Club October recipe. I love fajitas. like There's nothing better than being at a Mexican restaurant and having that sizzling fajita plate to come out that smells delicious. It's like a full sensory experience from the way it looks to the way it sounds to the way it smells. Delicious. But fajitas themselves can feel overwhelming at times, especially at home. So this idea of taking all of those favorite fajita flavors and putting them into a bowl, I don't know what it is about bowl recipes, but to me, it just feels like an entire meal contained in one dish. I'm ready to replace the dinner plate with the dinner bowl. That's how much I love bowl recipes. And so I take a classic fajita mixture of peppers, onions, chicken, really delicious marinade, put that on top of a bowl of rice with some of my favorite fajita toppings like guacamole and pico de gallo, uh, pickled onions if you've got them on hand, some cotija cheese, delicious. So what's great about this recipe is that you could serve it as a bowl or you could also just do traditional fajitas and serve them wrapped up in tortillas. My kids tend to eat bowls better, so that's what's a better fit for my family, but there's a lot of flexibility in this recipe. All right. The second recipe is our bacon mac and cheese. And in the month of October, we like to call it our bacon mac-o-lantern because I like to make this homemade mac in a skillet. And if I'm being a particularly festive mom, I'll take crisped bacon and make like a jack-o'-lantern face. And it's really fun. My kids love it. And um, it's just kind of a fun way to have a family tradition at the dinner table. I maybe do it once a year, twice, if I'm really going above and beyond. But the good news is that the homemade mac and cheese is always a hit. Everybody loves it. It's probably the thing that my son Oliver requests more than anything else. And this is a fun way to make it festive. So whether you do this just sometime in the month of October or you do it the night before Halloween or the night of Halloween... I just love it. So I've got directions on my website for just the regular bacon mac or how you can kind of jazz it up a little bit and turn it into this mac-o-lantern. And then the third recipe is a five-ingredient recipe. It is my five-ingredient veggie curry. While this is a Trader Joe's friendly recipe, you certainly could make it if you shop at another store, but it is so simple. It is like stir-fry veggies, my favorite curry sauce. It's got some rice, obviously, some coconut milk some cilantro on top, comes together quickly. So much flavor in this dish. And it is definitely a pantry meal for me. I almost always have everything on hand to make it. Um, Sometimes I need to make sure I've got the veggies. But beyond that, I've got everything. You could even keep frozen veggies on hand if you really wanted this to be a true pantry meal. But when I've got extra busy days, whether it be because of sports or school activities, and I need a quick five-ingredient meal, this veggie curry is awesome. So those are your three recipes for the week. The chicken fajita bowls from Recipe Club, the bacon mac and lantern and the five-ingredient veggie curry. It's a great lineup. It's what I'm making this week, and hopefully it's given you guys a couple of ideas as well. All right, let's continue this conversation where we're going to chat about why family dinner is important to me and why I might think that it's important to you as well. You guys know that I'm right smack dab in the middle of raising my kids. My, I've got a 10-year-old son. I've got a 5-year-old daughter, 2-year-old daughter, a wonderful husband, partner in crime, and we are doing our best. But it seems to be that as the kids get older, there is just more and more opportunities for distractions and to pull our family away. from from opportunities to be all together, whether that's sports or school activities or homework or career opportunities. It is a constant fight to spend time together. I would say that most American families agree that we're all starved to spend more time together. And dinner might just be the only time of day, given our cultural construct, that we can reconnect Leave behind our individual pursuits, and for your 10-year-old that may be playing video games or sports, uh, YouTube, emailing, doing homework, for parents it might be career stuff or church service, dinner is this time to sit down, relax, recharge, tell stories, laugh, share the ups and downs of the day, and really kind of develop a sense of who you are as a family unit. And that may sound overly idyllic, and I get that. I want you to know that my dinner table is often chaotic. It usually involves my two-year-old throwing food on the floor, my five-year-old making a potty joke, my 10-year-old, like it's, it's chaos. It's chaos. In fact, we recently put a dollar in the center of the table and said, whoever stays in their seat the longest at the dinner table gets the dollar because people love to get up out of their chair. I feel your pain. I get it. But as a mother, this idea of having a regular ritual so that when my kids leave home one day and they look back on their childhood, they know that it was a priority for us to sit down and break bread together. That's like hugely important to me. And it's not only important to me because it feels good when it happens, but there is some pretty impressive scientific research that backs up the benefits of this. So family dinner really has been researched for over the past 20 years. And what that research has confirmed is what most parents really have known for a long time, that sharing a family meal as often as possible is not only good for the health of all family members, uh, brain, intellectual advancement, the spirit of your family. It also indicates that when it comes to your younger kids, your toddlers, Dinner conversation is a more potent vocabulary booster than even reading. And the stories told around the kitchen table help our kids build resilience and learn how to problem solve real life situations. I also like, you know, maybe even the icing on the cake is that regular family meals contribute to your kids having a positive relationship with food, reducing rates of obesity and eating disorders. It really is, I mean, looking at the research, it's undeniable when when it comes to the benefits of having these regular family meals together. But it's hard. It is hard to get to that table. Trust me, I feel it in my family and I have been working in this industry for over 20 years. Like I feel your pain. So let's talk about how we can make this happen. I've told you why it's important to me. Time is certainly the biggest obstacle when it comes to families gathering for dinner. But also so is thinking that the meal has to be cooked from scratch every time, made with organic ingredients or something that is, you know, something you'd enter in a cooking competition. It really doesn't. Quick and easy meals are just as good as gourmet meals when it comes to family dinner. In fact, I don't care nearly as much about what you're making for dinner as this idea of gathering as a family. In fact, a couple of days ago, we we had literally drove through McDonald's, picked up the meal, brought it home, plopped it in the center of the dinner table, and had ourselves a family dinner. And you know what? My kids probably got just as much benefit from that interaction as they would if I had made a made from scratch lasagna. Now, that's not something we want to do all the time, but the point is we gathered. We have a habit of gathering. It's important to me, and I know it's important to a lot of you. So Where to start? If this is something where you feel like you're going in a million different directions, you've got comp soccer, choir practice, or art lessons, or whatever it may be, I start with one dinner a week. I think that's a great place to start. If you try and cook every single night of the week when you're not in the habit of regularly cooking, you are going to quit because it is too hard to pick up and go zero to 60. Like you've got to start with a really manageable goal. So having one set meal a week that you know you're committed to, that everything else falls to the wayside because it is a priority for your family, that's a great place to start. Also, I want you to not get hung up on the fact, like, well, what if not everybody's here? If you determine that your one prioritized meal a week or your three prioritized meals a week, however you're going to do it, is on Sunday, Tuesday, and Thursday at six o'clock. It does not matter. Whoever is in the household at six o'clock is going to sit down and have a meal together. And whoever's not is going to have their meal when they get home. So I used to get hung up on that, waiting for my husband to get home from work. Oh, is now a good time. When are you headed home? And it just contributed to the stress. If you are going to do this and you're going to do it successfully, the more structure you put behind it, the better. So for us, it's six o'clock. It is six o'clock on the days that we do dinner. Whoever's home is there. If not, I pull out the placemat, I put the plate there, and it stays there until they come home and they have their meal. Also, maybe it's the time of day that's the problem. So if dinner just doesn't seem to be working for you, consider doing it a different time of day. Maybe breakfast is easier to execute. I recently had someone on Instagram reach out and say, dinner's too crazy. I've got six kids. Most of them are teenagers. We literally cannot get together during the week. But on Wednesdays, my kids have a late start. And so we have started doing these epic Wednesday morning breakfasts where we all sit, we come to the table, and we have these awesome breakfasts midweek. Amazing. Way to problem solve. I think that's brilliant. So I think that as long as you sit together and connect, it doesn't really matter what you're eating. And it really doesn't even matter what time of day it is. I think this idea of prioritizing some family time will go a long way. And I don't want you to get hung up on it being this idyllic situation where everyone sits with a folded napkin on their lap and behaves perfectly. No, absolutely not. But that's that's kind of the beauty of it all, right? It becomes this safe space for your kids to come to share their highs and lows and and discuss the day. And having this idea of, of home as safety to me as a mom is so important. And having our table be that central point where that happens just makes so much sense to me. So, um, next week, I'm excited to talk to you about this family dinner project, this challenge that we're going to do. And we had to sit down and decide what constitutes a family dinner, right? Like what do we have to check off to say we did it. We had the family dinner. So that's next week. We're going to dive into that. But it has been so fun to chat with you about why it's important for me why my husband and I had to decide this is going to be a thing that we do as a family. We know it's going to be hard. We know there are always going to be distractions, but we are going to do it. And not only that, but we're going to start when our kids are young. Because if we wait to do this until everyone sits nicely at the dinner table, we're going to have a full-blown teenager at that point. And then we're competing with friends, even more sports, even more activities, this is going to be something we start even when they're young because it'll be easier to maintain and contribute to that idea of family tradition and ritual which which is really important to us. So, there you have it. 3 recipes for the week to get you going, make a really simple meal plan, even if you're only having one meal a week as a family, that's a great place to start. And now you know why it's important to me. I challenge you to think, is it important to you? Is it something you want to start? Um, and and maybe put a plan in place as to how you're going to execute that. A very reasonable plan for you to say, we're going to sit down seven nights a week and have meal have a meal every night at six o'clock. That might not be realistic. So pick a goal that's actually attainable. And in the meantime, if you're looking for recipe ideas, if you find yourself plagued with dinnertime decision fatigue, check out Recipe Club I develop five new recipes every month, just enough recipe inspiration without overwhelming you. And um, all the recipes are voted on by our members. So they are literally the recipes that people are asking for rather than me trying to guess what you need. So check out Recipe Club and please come back next week so I can tell you all about our family dinners, what constitutes a family dinner, and this fun project we're working on as a family. Have a great week, you guys.
0: information. elevated.